So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your faithful host. Thank you for being a part of this space, uh, this audio experience. I really appreciate you. Listen, the purpose of this podcast, the reason that I bring amazing guests like Lachlan uh, on to the show is uh, to help you grow your business. Um, I have my own experiences and my own story being a wedding photographer now for the last 11 years. But again, someone like Lachlan Chum, he has, um, <laughs> he's got his own experiences. Not only that, but I, one of my favorite things about this podcast is bringing in people outside of the industry. Um, people with, dare I say, a business background? What is this? Uh, and so anyhow, I just really appreciate uh, your time and your attention. Before we jump over uh, to Lachlan and talking more about the value of telling your story um, as a photographer, um, I want to invite you guys. I know you're here listening right now, and and it's incredible. I want to invite you guys um, to a five-day challenge that I'm putting on right now. Uh, this is a five-day challenge that uh, over five days, I'm going to give you five scripts to increase your bookings. Um, and I, you know, I see right now because of 2020, so many of our bookings got pushed back. Uh, and, and the majority of them are happening this year. I don't want to see you guys get ghosted because the, the, the replies are being missed. Maybe things are falling flat. You're not connecting emotionally with your clients. Uh, maybe you've been using the same lines over and over since you started this business. And so over the five days, I'm going to introduce a new script for you to inject in your business. Now, listen, you're welcome to just take, take, a nugget, a line, a sentence, a word, a phrase, and then bring it into your model. I love that. You are also welcome, and I give you permission to legit copy, paste exactly what I say into your business and test it that way. Um, and so you can get access uh, to these five scripts and join this challenge by going to benhartley.com forward slash challenge, benhartley.com forward slash challenge. Really excited to see you guys join this and, uh, and man, get these bookings going. This is our year, man. 2021 is the time for this industry to take a, a man, what's the a trajectory An upward trajectory? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. We're going there. Um, all right. Let me introduce to you guys, the man Lachlan Shum. Uh, Lachlan, he is the founder 
and CEO of Focal. And Focal is a marketplace, the best way that I can describe it, um, there's a lot of marketplaces for photographers, but this is one, the, the more research that I did on this, the more that I came to the understanding that it prioritizes the photographer's experience. It prioritizes the photographer and protecting their business and bottom dollar. And so really excited uh, to have Lachlan on the show, especially too, because again, I think I mentioned this, he, he's not a photographer, guys. Um, the majority of the best bits of information that I have gained from my business, they haven't been from other photographers. And so we're going to extrapolate as much as we can from Lachlan, from his business background, from his, his career, and not career, his career is maybe a little uh, heightened, his, uh, his experience as uh, selling RVs. By the way, Lachlan, I'm, I just rented an RV. I'm taking it out for a week. So I'm going to have to learn some RV uh, knowledge from you. But his, his experience as an RV salesman, um, and now how he helps the photography community. Lachlan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's really nice to be here. I'm excited to, to chat and hopefully uh, help some of your, your listeners out. Yeah, absolutely. So I keep saying vaguely that you have a business background. <laughs> Dara, can, Dara we, can, we, can we get background. a little bit more of a, a concrete understanding of, of what that has looked like in your, yeah. in your education? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dare you say sales? I think it's kind of a dirty word sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Business or sales, especially um, the photographers. But, you know, I was, I think it was just after my first year of university. It was, it was super random. I had, had no sales or business experience at that point either. And a family friend was like, hey, I'm looking for some people to work in my RV dealership and involved moving from one city to another. And I was actually working a different job in the tech industry at that time. And I was kind of bored doing, doing the same thing over and over. So I was like, Hey, you know what? I'll give that a go. Mm -hmm. And so I moved, I had no idea what I was getting into. I wasn't sure if this was like some shady gravel lot on the side of the road or, or what, but I ended up moving to this other city, showed up to the, um, the RV place one morning. And thankfully for me, it was this beautiful uh, RV dealership. And I found out that actually this, this company is, one of the biggest RV dealers in Western Canada. And uh, it was interesting after being there for only a couple months, I was already one of the top salespeople at the company. But I think the reason I talk about this a lot with re respect to photography is that there's a lot of lessons that you can take from, from sales, um, mm. from, from me doing sales as an RV salesman. It taught me a lot about value and how to convey value to customers. And it's something that I try to share as much as possible when I talk to photographers or coach photographers, we have a, a free business accelerator program. So um, we do a lot of that there, but yeah, I think one of the, one of, I think one of the, a, kid, a good tidbit would be like, um, there's this old sales trick that I used to do. And I would like take a customer, we'd go into an RV and you know, the RVs we, we sold at our dealership, they're a little higher quality. They aren't the cheapest, they're in the middle, middle ground. And I would do this silly sales trick where I would punch really hard on the ceiling. It would make this like bang and they'd like be startled. Mm -hmm. um, and they'd be like, why'd you do that? And I'd say, well, you know, I do that to illustrate the fact that, you know, the RVs we sell are actually a bit better build quality. The roofs are walkable. Um, they use thicker wood. They're more solid. And, you know, in a Canadian winter where I'm from, when you've got two feet of snow on your RV, you don't want that uh, roof to collapse and stuff. And, and so just conveying that value, I think is super important to customers because a customer can't value something until you explain the value to them. And so when that customer would go down the road to the next uh, RV dealership, 
maybe a cheaper one. They'd see those ones are cheaper. You know, they'd go inside and they'd push on the roof and it would be all squishy and they'd maybe start asking that salesman about the roof. And so just conveying that value is so important. I think it's something that, you know, as a photographer is, is just as important. You forget a lot of the time, all the hard work you put into delivering such a seamless and great and fun experience to your clients. Um, and it's important to explain to customers how you do that because they'll value it and it'll provide more justification for your pricing and give you more credibility and trust. And even just confidence, uh, even if it falls flat on either of those things, it'll, it'll even give you the confidence to like believe in your product. Uh, you know, it's like, you've got to believe that you're the best possible solution for them before they ever will. There's a yeah. canvas company that I don't use. <laughs> and I'm only acknowledging that because I don't want this to feel like an advertisement, but it's, it's, I don't use them. Um, but they have a little trick that, re that reminded me of your punching the roof of the RV trick. Uh, the company's called Guild Canvas and they, their whole thing is like, you know, built so well that you can bounce a tennis ball off of it and clean it with Windex. That's kind of like their, their tagline. Um, and I'm just imagining that they probably are just, they just have a basket of, of tennis balls that they're just whipping at these canvases when people come in. It's just my imagination running sure. wild. Um, yeah, it's, you know, conveying value is, um, I think, well, I know it's a challenging thing for just about anyone, but, but maybe in particular for the creative industry, you know, for photographers. And I'm curious, you, know, you spoke a little bit just to this a second ago, but I, as I've got the chance to interact with, coach, and train other photographers, I think that we are very quick uh, to dismiss things that we love doing or that we've been doing for a long time and feel like second nature. I'm curious if Absolutely. you don't mind speaking to that a little bit. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I totally, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think it has to do with that confidence in yourself as well. It's like a recognition of what it is that you put into your clients and your art and to make a photo shoot so special. Um, I'll use this example of a newborn photographer that we worked with very early on. And uh, I find the way that photographers market or sell themselves. Sometimes you fall into the trap of here's my newborn package. It is two hours and it is X number of photos and X number of dollars. And if that's all that you're conveying to the customer, then they just take that and they look at another package that has more photos and it's cheaper. And, you know, tangibly that's, that's all they have to go off of if you're just going off the number of photos and prices. And then what I found interesting is I actually went to this newborn photographer's studio, um, tagged along to one of her shoots. And I was just always, I was just blown away by the experience. I think this happens actually anytime I go to a photographer's shoot because they're all different. Everyone has a different approach uh, and, they, and they deliver a different experience. And I think the experience of the photo shoot is just as important as the result of the photos because if the customer doesn't have a great experience, then the photos aren't, aren't great. Um, but, you know, I went to this photographer studio, you know, super cute. You show up at the front door, there's little like arrows that take you to the back where the studio is and this is a newborn studio and you go in. And the first thing that I noticed when I walked in was I got hit by the heat. <laughs> the heat. It was so yeah. warm. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know this, but she's got like seven space heaters running to keep the space super warm to keep the baby comfortable. 
Um, you know, she's got a wall of props. She's got a little resting area for the parents to relax with some scones and coffee. Mm. And it's just this experience. And, and I was blown away because I think the parents, the clients were there, they come in, they bring their baby and you can tell they're a little worried. But as soon as they're in the door, they start to warm up and realize that, hey, this person knows what they're doing. And especially when the photographer actually takes the baby it's you know maybe the seven 700th baby that she's worked with and she's such a natural it's like the same thing when you see a nurse handle a baby um she just has so much experience starts crushing them rocking them put it puts them to sleep she's like a baby whisper mm-hmm. um you know and then she starts wrapping them and doing the poses and, and doing the shoot but that that whole portion of the experience has nothing to do with even the photos at that point but it is actually so valuable, I think. And it's so important as a photographer that you convey those things that you do to the customer because the customer will appreciate it. It'll resonate with them because they'll say, hey, I get why you know you keep the studio warm. It keeps my baby comfortable, helps them fall asleep. Of course, you don't want the baby crying and rolling around. Like those mm-hmm. are things that you would worry about as a parent. Um, she told me that often she has parents like actually fall asleep on her couches because it's like, you know, this baby's only like uh, 14 days old or so. Oh, and yeah. it's like the first time that the parents have actually had someone outside of them or their family handling the baby. And it's like the first time they've had to relax because this person takes their baby and they can tell how confident and careful she is. And it's like, whoa, I can relax. They sit on the couch, they fall asleep. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of the experience in different shoots, whether it's a wedding or family shoots. I see different photographers take different approaches, but I think for customers in the booking process, it's important that they understand what differentiates you and your experience from other photographers. Yeah. What we're talking about is, I mean, it does tie back to the imposter syndrome of dislike. Well, everyone just gets it. This is no different than anybody else or what they're doing or it's just so easy. I do this all the time. Do I really need to explain the value of this? Do I really need to explain my process? Um, it's not that valuable. Uh, what I'm doing is not that different. And it's that, it's that belief that, um, that just, yeah, we just get in our own way with it. Uh, I'm curious how you see this play out in regards to that, that imposter syndrome and, and the value of what you were describing, the value of the process. I'm curious about the value of telling your story, like your own personal story as a photographer and how that can translate as value to the client. Yeah. You mean with respect to your own personal values, beliefs, your story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your story is as um, it could be your story as a person, it, but, it, but it could also be your stories like how you came into becoming a photographer, why you, why you're a photographer, yeah. um, like what you're up to, you know? So I'm going to go on a tangent here, but uh, on uh, yesterday I had to get a haircut and <laughs> my usual place was closed because it was Monday. And so I went to go randomly look around, try to find a place for a haircut. And one of the, I went to the site and it seemed nice and there was a really nice booking system, but there was nothing about the the barber. It didn't say what mm. their mission was or what their values were as a company or why they were doing what they're doing. It was this really cool spot with just, it was one chair. It was like the room was only like six feet by like three feet. It was like just this tiny little thing yeah. on the street. So 
but when I got in there and got the haircut I was asking the barber you know I was like how long you've been cutting hair for and what's your story and did you have to go to school for it and he was telling me how he had gone to school and how he'd gotten started just cutting friends hair um and he's been doing this now for six or seven years and opened this little shop especially with COVID right now it's just like I said one person at a time mm-hmm. so it works really nicely and, and I was like wow that's such a cool story like that's what I wanted to see on your website. Like I would have loved, like, I would have connected with that. Mm. And, um, and it would have built some trust and credibility that you're not, that you have some skills and you've been doing this for a long time. I think with respect to the imposter syndrome, something I always recommend that photographers do is, is reflect back on your old clients. Um, look at the reviews that they've left for you. I, it's interesting. I find like, if you look through a photographer's reviews, there may be like 25% about the photos and 75% the experience. They're mm. like, I love the photos, but so-and-so made me feel so comfortable or they took care of everything and I didn't have to worry or, you know, it was my first photo shoot and I wasn't sure what to expect, but they made it such a fun experience or my kids were screaming their heads off and <laughs> I, was so, I was so stressed. I wanted them to behave, but, you know, the photographer was so good at making my kids uh, have a good time. And, and I think it's important to reflect on those. So, I mean, one suggestion, yeah, look through your reviews and, and look at the, the amazing experiences that you've created and the way people have appreciated them. Yeah, there's another um, uh, famous photographer, educator, and an amazing photographer, um, Pai Jurset is his name. And um, Pai, I think I heard it from him first. I don't know if Pai actually said it, um, but I'll quote him because that's who I heard it from. <laughs> But, you know, our, our clients to the point of the reviews and how 25% is the photography, it's like, you know, it almost always starts or ends with photographers are, I mean, the photographs were amazing, but then they go on to just go on and on about the experience. And, and what Pi said was something to the effect of, um, you know, our, our clients have the ability or our, our clients have a hard time differentiating between good and great photographs. Um, but they can, but they yeah. can absolutely discern between a good and a great experience. And um, I've seen that to be true. And this isn't the yeah. PS, as I say this, this is never an excuse to not be excellent at your craft. And it's never an excuse to not continually develop and learn your craft. And, you know, so as I say, I, I, that's not the point of it. Um, but yeah, the, the experience you know, so one of the things we were just sharing about, you know, you were sharing the story of the barber and the story that he's been through, um, how we got to where he is, you know, and how you were like, man, I would have loved to, to have heard this. I, I would have really connected with this. It reminds me, I think it may have been Seth Godin. I don't know. One of those famous marketers. I think he said people buy from people that we want to buy from people, not from businesses. Totally could be misquoting this. I don't know who said it, right? But um, we, we do, we, we long to just buy and support people that we like, we know, and we trust. Um, when I've uh, sat down with photographers and we've taken a look at their about page and we start to write copy around their story, the, the feedback or, or the objection that I tend to get over and over from photographers is like, well, I, I'm nothing special. I'm nothing unique. I, I don't know, like, I don't have anything to really share that people are going to connect with. And again, I, I really believe this is the imposter syndrome telling us these things and we're regurgitating it. 
I'm curious if you have thoughts on how maybe a photographer who's listening to this and is like, okay, yeah, I got it. I, I should share my story. I should, uh, on, on at least my website, connect with people in that way. How might someone begin to identify what that story might be and what makes them unique? Yeah, this may be another chance tangent, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking of another photographer who I met that re recently signed up for a platform and she mm. was telling me how, she was telling me how like LGBTQ plus couples are often underrepresented in photography. Mm. And she had this huge value and belief that she wanted to be inclusive for couples like that and have them not have an experience where they come to a portfolio and all they see is um, beautiful, skinny models. And, yeah. um, and, and, and to her, that was so important as part of her value system. And, and it was just really interesting hearing her story and how she built that into her business as, um, you know, and, and she tells that story in her business and it helps attract um, her ideal clients, right? Like when her clients come to her portfolio, they, they can see themselves in her work. Um, and she talks about the way she makes the experience comfortable to them. And, and that's become a part of her business. I think, I think it's important not to forget that you are the business. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your values and your beliefs are deeply ingrained in the business. Even for us, like uh, we're a growing company and we have seven or so people on our team. And, and I notice all the time that how my values are becoming ingrained and are part of the foundation of the company. But even mm -hmm. when it's, especially as a photographer, where it's just you, I think it's important to, to reflect on those values and, and it's okay to, to share them because it will resonate with people that think the same way. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo.
Yeah, as I was asking you that question, sometimes I ask questions and I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad that I'm the one asking the questions. <laughs> and not the one who has to answer them. <laughs> but as There's I asked, a couple of questions in the one question there. But, uh... <laughs> Lachlan, as I was thinking about that, I, I feel like, um, uh, you know, so my wife, she's pay, uh, taken up um, watercolors, uh, just making simple abstract watercolor um, paintings. And, um, and I feel like, and I'm making this up right now, so I, I could be completely misrepresenting <laughs> making this up. <laughs> what I make up is I, if she had to put together, like what makes her unique? Why would anybody buy a watercolor from her when they could get any number of them from thousands of people on Etsy? Or you could just search Instagram for watercolor artists and go buy it from anybody else. Like why her? And I think the answer to that largely is going back to like, well, because no one else is Leslie Hartley. No one else is her and her experiences. And, and, and now I'm, again, I'm imagining having this dialogue with Leslie and already I'm imagining her being like, but I haven't had any experiences. <laughs> it's like, I haven't had any like real interesting, you know, like some of our stories are like, I, you know, was a rock climber and then I was diagnosed with this thing and I had to overcome this and then I lost my family to this thing and then I overcame that and then I made a business and I lost it and I overcame that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, this these these stories that were like, whoa. And then and then we look at ourselves and we're like, yeah, I grew up in Ohio and like my parents are still married and uh like i don't know like it's like done that's it that's the end of our story that's that that's at least like what we tell ourselves again which i don't believe is true one of the things that i think that we could get really curious about is asking like well okay so so why do you like why do you make floral abstract florals you know and i think just continue to ask that why well because i like because i because i like that well why like why why do you like watercolor over anything else well because there's a freedom that i feel with watercolors versus the rigidity of oil paints and why is that freedom important to your life because everything around me is mom 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 do this gratis we have three kids by the way by the way i'm completely uh, doing a role play with myself and my wife, which is very weird. I'm like playing the role of my wife while also myself. Dangerous. Very dangerous too. Plus I should also know Leslie edits the podcast. So she'll hear all of this and then critique all of my judgments. But no, but I, but I think though, even right there, we just got to something really powerful is like that, that the why is like, because so much around me is demanding and controlling. And this is an opportunity to experience freedom and to give like a gift of that, a reminder to that, that could hang on someone's wall. And already now <laughs> our story, even just being some bodunk, random, normal life Ohioan became meaningful. Totally. I think, I think the story gives meaning. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, a lot of photographers that we work with are, they started out because they became parents. They started out taking photos because they wanted to, to capture their children. And sure, it's not a grand dramatic story, but it resonates with people. Yeah. It resonates in a way that that um, someone will appreciate. And that's all you need. I don't think it needs to be. I think we're always comparing each other. 
we don't need yeah. to compare. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unfair, unfair to compare. There was a, you may know this, uh, this person, I, I forget who it was, a company maybe even, who took this idea of storytelling and the value of storytelling of, um, as it relates to your client. And they, they bought all these items online. They bought these items on eBay. And then what they did was they attached a story to each item. Are you familiar with this story? No, but I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So they bought these items on eBay and let's say they spent a hundred dollars total on, on 10 different items. And then they, they crafted stories around these and then they relisted it with the story and ended up making, and I have to go look at this again. I don't know what the actual metrics were, but it was like a 10 X return for the exact yeah. same item. But now we have the value of story attached to it. And it was such a great illustration uh, of this. So why as photographers do you sell photos and not stories and experiences? That's my question, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, everywhere I see, I, I, everywhere I look, you have these pricing pages that are, that are package one, X number of photos, mm. X number of hours at X price. There's nothing behind it, right? It's like that random eBay product. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. And, and really that's what Focal is all about. It's, it's attaching the story to your work so that a customer can appreciate it and see it and be like, that's for me. I, I found what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a, um, there was a, I opened up Instagram this morning. There's a photographer by the name of uh, Caroline Tran. Highly encourage any listener right mm -hmm. now to go look up uh, Caroline Tran. Let me um, pull up her Instagram handle right now so I can actually give it. I, she just needs a huge shout out because of what she's doing. She's, she's like a Fuji ambassador. She's an incredible photographer. Yeah. Caroline Tran. Uh, yeah. Her Instagram handle is just that uh, Caroline Tran. And, um, I opened up uh, Instagram and she had a, she had an advertisement running um, on Instagram and I, I stopped I, and I, I told her, I'm reading this right off my phone right now. Hey, I just saw your most recent posts. This is one of the best marketing videos I have ever seen. Absolutely beautiful. Highly recommend you guys to go and take a look at it. Maybe I'll try to get a link to this video in the, uh, in the show notes here. She shares this story of, uh, I believe it was her grandfather and, um, how she, uh, she didn't have any photographs of him. She just had this one picture that she had to overly Photoshop out something. And she didn't want to see that experience happen again in her life with her parents. And so she got her parents together, uh, one spring and she did a, a spring, um, the photo shoot with her mom and her dad. And she describes the experience of how like, you know, she, she saw her parents interacting in an affectionate way that she had never seen before. And she had to take herself out of, I'm the child photographing my parents and actually invite them into the way that she would normally treat her clients. And she's sharing in this video, these stunning photographs of her parents, like she, uh, uh, kind of showing the affection that they have towards each other. Now, I, I wanna also note that as she's telling this story, to the camera, she's actually um, designed, she's like, she's like a, creating this floral wall as she's sharing the story with the camera and she's creating this floral set. And so she says then as she keeps finishing the floral backdrop, 
um, that this is why every spring she creates an opportunity for her clients to come in and to create these experiences with their parents and with their siblings and with the people that matter most. So that way they're not left you know, like she was without a photograph of her grandfather, photoshopping him out of something, you know, and kind of passing on this opportunity that she got to have with her parents, you know, um, she does it way more. She's, she does it way more beautifully. And the video is stunning as she's doing it. And then she shows these photographs that she's created for other families. And um, it was just like, again, it was one of the best ads I've ever seen because of the story, because of she, she literally sold the experience of what she was going to be giving. She didn't, like you were saying, do what everyone else does is for $50, you get a 30 minute <laughs> session and five images. She didn't once mention any of that. And, uh, and my goodness, she, I mean, it's going to blow up. She's, <laughs> I mean, she's already incredible, but, uh, yeah, it's, is wild. It has 3000 likes on it right now. Anyhow. Right on. I'll check her out. Yeah, 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 definitely. Carolyn Tram. So then, okay, here's maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll start to move towards a conclusion here a little bit. Um, I just gave, you know, sharing the example of what Caroline's done um, with that ad, maybe an example of how, how you might go about showcasing things differently. Again, she didn't talk about the metrics that, you know, three photographs, the commoditization, the ingredients on the back of a cereal box is often the analogy that I give, right? It's like these bullet pointed line item things. She didn't do that. She shared an experience that people could buy into. Do you have thoughts of ways that we, or maybe opportunities for where we can do that? A very, yeah. I want to almost be very practical here, Lachlan. Yeah. If you have ideas on like where we can um, offer or sell or share the experience over the line item bullets. Absolutely. <laughs> this is where I plug focal. <laughs> Please, but, no, and that's uh, fine. Go for it, man. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we've been trying to do. It's like, how can we, so we've studied customer behavior a lot and, and they're very, customers are very, you have to grab their attention. As soon as they see something that's not relevant to them, they're gone. And so here's a tip. I, I noticed a lot of photographers, um, I don't think they consider what the customer journey is uh, mm. through the interactions with either, let's use website as an example, right? Customer lands on the website um, and then you know, maybe they're looking through your portfolio, they love your photos, and then there's a call to action or there's a contact form that says, if you want to book me for something here, contact. Mm -hmm. And something I hear a lot from photographers is they are like, why are all my inquiries, like how much does it cost, <laughs> right? Um, or what do I get, how much does it cost? And yeah, and especially when they have maybe their pricing page, you know, on their website. Mm -hmm. and, and my answer to that is that, you didn't consider the customer journey. The customers come to your website. What they want to see is they want to see your photos. And if they resonate with that, that's amazing. And then they're interested in booking. Well, you just called them to action right there. So they filled out the box like you wanted them to. And they never got to see your pricing page because it wasn't part of the path. <laughs> you know, uh, if you had directed them to the pricing page as a part of that process, then they probably wouldn't be asking that question. But, you know, what we do with Focal, and if you, go to our website or you check out any photographers that are using Focal, um, you'll see that we've designed these packages and the whole idea behind the packages is to convey the experience. And so we have, you know, a description where the, can I just screen share? Is that allowed on here? 
Yeah, yeah, go for it. Here, I will, uh, sure. The podcasters won't, won't get it, but you, so you have to describe wow. what it is that you're looking at, but you can absolutely screen share. By the way, in case you're curious, podcast listeners, uh, inside my mastermind group, it's a free community for photographers. There, uh, I do behind the scenes video recordings. So right now we get to see Lachlan and his incredible haircut that he's been describing, but he's going to do a little, he's going to do a little screen sharing right now. So I'm going to give you per, uh, permission to share Lachlan. And as you're pulling right that up, I'll just uh, continue to express this. So I would, I would love to have you guys join the mastermind group where you'll get early access to this. Cause this, this podcast is actually live. Uh, being being shown live in the mastermind group probably two or three weeks in advance. Um, but it's also the place, the internet that I hang out and I um, answer questions and share other videos as well. And so um, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind is where you're going to want to go uh, to join that space. There's like 16,000 photographers, just under 16,000 photographers there. Um, and it's free. And so I um, would love to have you benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Okay, so we've got the screen share up now, Lachlan. Um, yeah. Walk us through for the I podcast. What, what do you mean by this? What do we? What do you mean? What are you looking at? Yeah. So what we're looking at right now is actually the focal marketplace, and this is really what our company does. Is um, we try to connect photographers with the right clients and do it in a way that's better and easier. Um, so you know, say we were talking about newborn photography earlier, so I'll just go to newborn um, and uh, let's find an example here so newborn mini session so yeah i'll show you what these packages look like and the whole idea behind these packages is they're they're meant to convey so much more than just you know x number of photos at x price so there's this newborn photographer here are images there's a rich description that talks about that talks to the customer right um it, you know you know she talks about how it can be overwhelming being a new parent mm. and how customers get to relax at her studio and she talks about how her own experience about having a baby and how one of the most powerful experiences in her life. Um, she talks about what to expect and there's all these really great FAQs about, you know, wow, how do I book one? I don't know when my baby will be born. But um, that's really, I think, maybe an example of a way to make your photo shoots more than just prices or your prices more than just prices make them into a tangible experience that the customer can actually imagine you know instead of buying package one with x number of photos and 30 minute session you're buying this newborn mini session where you can think about and understand the experience that you're buying um, and what comes along with it and why somebody like you would want to book it i think another great example here is you know she actually has two packages so she's got a mini as well as um, a full. And so the full, it includes, you know, photos with um, the family, mom and dad and sibling. And so again, it's this tangible thing. So if you're looking for families of mom and dad and, and your newborn, uh, or if you, you know, if you and your wife and, or, and your baby, then there's a full session, or if you just want photos of the baby, there's a mini session. You've created these two like tangible experiences now that customers can shop through. And, I think what we've done with this is interesting because it's changed how inquiries work. I know a lot of photographers struggle with the back and forth. And I know you're talking about scripts before Ben, how, how to continue the conversation. Something interesting that we've noticed with these packages is customers spend about three to four minutes on a portfolio looking through different packages. And they spend three minutes sometimes on these, just these package pages and they're reading. And when inquiries come through, 
they're like, hey, I saw your newborn full session. I would like to book that. So it's not like, how much does it cost? It's not like, what do I get? It's like, they already know. <laughs> and they found the one that's right for them. So it's, it's interesting. And I think it's a different take on the, uh, the process. I think you also mentioned photographers not liking to be on the phone because it's on the phone that they have to convey the value. I guess this is another channel. It's another way of doing it. Instead of being on the phone, you convey the information in a digestible way to the customer on like a land, one page landing, package landing page, and they're able to digest it and um, make a buying decision right on the website there. Yeah. I'll stop screen sharing now. <laughs> All right on. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> even as you're like describing that, it's like you, you've, you list the features there, but I think when, when photographers are, are trying to figure out, well, what does that look like to, to, to sell the experience over to kind of the line item stuff? It's like, I yeah, think, how do you think about the benefits. And I, and I, I see this happening a lot of times on phone calls where I'll be role-playing with a photographer. We'll be in a coaching call and I'll say, Lachlan, I'd like for you to, you know, okay, so sell to me now. I'm the client, you're the photographer. And we get to the end, the close and you tell me, okay, so we start out and it's, you know, a three hour session and you're going to get 15 images and whatever, you know, you tell me what it is and you just start to list out, this is the features. This is exactly what you're going to get. And what I'm always looking and I encourage you to do photographers is to sure list out the features, but now what is the benefit of that? How does it benefit their life? How, what's the value to their life? And now yeah. cut out almost all the features and just speak to the benefit, just speak to the value. Or if you are going to, if you are going to talk about the feature, it's like, so we started two hours and what this allows for is allows for uh, time for you guys to get settled in and your child to get comfortable uh, in the studio environment uh, for the first, you know, 30 minutes or so. Then it, we're going to have a ton of time to not just create beautiful images, but to enjoy the process. So that way we're not rushed. We're not hurried. Your little one uh, can take their time being completely comfortable while we take our time to enjoy this experience together. So that may be like the benefit of why it's two hours versus 30 minutes or something. And so photographers just, uh, I would take some time and write that out uh, to consider, man, how does this improve the life? How does this benefit their life? And then really try to emphasize that as you're writing, as you're speaking, as you're communicating. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Ben. Uh, you're right. Instead of listing out the line items, like I know another one that people often do is they line item second shooter. Why do I want a second shooter? Mm. Well, maybe you want photos of both the groom and the bride getting ready, not just one of them. Yes. Got can't two one person can't be in two places at once, and there's the benefit there. And I agree, that's what we advocate when we're helping photographers create uh, packages on Focal. Explain the experience and explain what you do and what the benefit is to the yeah. clients. It's awesome, man. Dude, this has been really cool, Lachlan. Um, where can people um, find out more about you? Find out more about Focal. Um, yeah, hey, g give us a little plug here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I I don't know if I've mentioned, but we're you know we're a Canadian company, and we started out here in Western Canada. We built up a really amazing marketplace for hiring a photographer uh, in Western Canada. We helped photographers grow their businesses by tens of thousands of dollars. And now what we're trying to do actually is move in and uh, start getting some photographers signed up in the U.S. So if you go to our website, it's bookfocal.com. Um, we've got a really amazing offer on right now, actually, which is if you sign up the first 10 photographers in a given city in the States, we're actually giving a six-month free um, subscription to our paid plan. 
and that includes like a full booking system, payment system, customer management, um, packages, all that stuff along with being on the marketplace. So that's something to check out if you're in need of a system like that. Um, but yeah, we're, like I said, we're, we're trying to do the photography directory marketplace in a better way, in a way that's good for photographers. Because I think that, um, you know, I started this company because actually I had a personal frustration with trying to hire a photographer. How do you tell one person? How do you tell one photographer from another? How do you tell how one photographer is different and how their experiences are different? I had like 12 Chrome tabs open and I was trying to compare and I couldn't figure it out. And that's what gave me the idea for this, this business. And, and, and then when I started talking with photographers, I realized that people have tried to do the directory. They've tried to build a photographer marketplace or an Airbnb for hiring a photographer. But the reason it hasn't really worked is nobody's done it in a way that's good for photographers. You know, there's Thumbtack, there's WeddingWire, there's The Knot, and they're great. But, you know, as a photographer, if you are using that just to get leads and they're taking commissions or whatever it is, after your business is full enough, after you've got leads, it's like you don't need them anymore. And so I'm really trying to create this win-win-win relationship for, for customers, the marketplace, and for photographers. And that's why, um, you know, our marketplace is free and, and uh, we really try to facilitate these, these good connections between clients and, and photographers. Awesome, man. Love it, Lachlan. Thank you so much, dude. Right. Uh, appreciate you coming on, um, having a conversation with me, uh, sharing your knowledge, sharing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start punching uh, I'm going to start punching things, punching your uh, camera, <laughs> punching my camera. Check out the quality of this crop sensor. It's a, <laughs> ironically enough, I shoot like on a Fuji <laughs> X-T3. It's like not even, never mind. Some people will be like, that's not professional. No way, man. Totally is. Anyhow, I digress. I'm about to go on a rant here, uh, to end the episode. We don't need that. Uh, Lachlan, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. I, I really love what you're doing. Um, and, uh, I hope, Hope our chat here can help some people out and uh yeah absolutely podcast listeners thank you for tuning in uh man we gave you a lot of places to go to we gave you caroline tran to check out we gave you uh fogel to check out we get what else did we, i feel like we talked about some other things um we were just dropping quotes here or there oh i talked about pie uh pie jersa um anyhow you've got some places you got some things to look into uh to add one more to your list come join me in the mastermind group i already mentioned that actually i already mentioned it in the middle of the episode but uh we got a video here and if you want to watch the replay if you want to learn more about focal and get actually just click a link it's right there in the group and so um listen uh i'll see you guys in the mastermind group otherwise you can tune in and hear my silky soft smooth voice on the next episode it's not on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast bye everybody